Hello everyone and welcome back to the newest episode of Muddling Through with Antonia and Charlotte. We do apologise if we have any technical issues today. Unfortunately, we are no longer living together, which is so sad. Um, time has flown by and we are no longer in Glasgow. So we are both doing this from our respective houses in Edinburgh and Dundee on Zoom, of course. What what else other than Zoom? We love Zoom. Um, so we do apologise if we sound a bit muffled or if our microphones stop working, which has happened frequently. We can't work the app that we actually record our podcasts on, so it's interesting. But today we are going to be talking about COVID anxieties and muddling through post-lockdown lives. So, yeah. Yes, so before we chat about how we're feeling coming out of lockdown, we thought we would take a wee look back at the highs and lows of our time in lockdown. So obviously it was a really difficult time and a really sad time for many people, but we're going to try to look at it from a bit of a, a bit of a lighter note um, and just discuss a little bit of what we did enjoy. So Charlotte, what did you enjoy? Oh, what did I enjoy in lockdown? I actually feel like I enjoyed a lot of lockdown. I feel like that's been an over-resounding feeling between a lot of people. Like, I feel like I've spoken to a lot of my friends who have been like, actually, lockdown was like quite good in some like weird kind of ways. And I feel like one of the things for me was kind of having the opportunity to do stuff you wouldn't usually do. I feel like also, though, that being said, I wrote this massive, ridiculous list of all this <laughs> stuff I was going to do in lockdown, like clear out my whole room make new clothes and do all this stuff i literally still have piles and piles of basically shit piled up all over my bedroom so just, do you have that as well just from pretending i've that got I was... a huge black bag of like all my like scrap clothes that i've like chopped up because i was gonna like <laughs> make scrunchies literally i was like oh i'm gonna make a skirt i bought this i don't know if anybody else does this but i, I always buy stuff on asos and then it comes and i decide i don't like it forget to take it back to the post office and then it's gone past the 28 days so you just have to keep it um and i bought these ball dresses ages ago they were like really cheap um oh my god did you not send those back no i didn't send them back i've had them for about two years um and i found them in the back of my wardrobe and i was like oh my god i'm gonna cut it in half and make like a (laughs) two-piece make like a skirt like a crop top and a skirt and um i made this like wrap skirt but it was like completely a-line at the bottom so it was dipping on one side and I tried to sew like little beads on it that I found in the cupboard in my hall which I've been there for approximately 10 years I've had them since I was like 10 and it's like I don't know why I just thought I was like oh if other people on Instagram can do it I can obviously make a skirt can't be that hard also was all your stuff not sewn by hand yeah (laughs) yeah I don't have a sewing machine or anything it was literally just me sewing by hand it was the day after my like our exams were finished and I was like I'm gonna be so creative I'm gonna make this skirt and this top and it's gonna be just amazing like maybe I can do you know what I actually thought I was like oh do you know what maybe if it goes really well I'll be able to start selling them oh, shut up. <laughs> I'm not joking I was like oh my gosh like I'm gonna be so good and then I remember coming downstairs <laughs> to my to my mum in my new skirt and I was like mum what do you think and she just burst out laughing and I was like that's actually rude this is taking me like two days to make this and I basically don't know how to sew at all so like the bottoms were all like like had threads hanging out of them it was actually terrible I actually think I had to put it in the bin if anybody wants it for sale it's probably actually still in a bin bag in my house and you can have it you can have it for hand free. Hand sewn by Charlotte. Hand sewn by, <laughs> hand sewn by one of the muddling through gals. I mean, come on, we're basically going to be famous soon. There's no problem. That's going to go for a lot of money. <laughs> Just you wait. That's going for £25,000 on Amazon, actually, soon enough. Definitely. Um, one of our five listeners, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry, I've now really gone off topic again. 
But um, yeah, I think I just really enjoyed the opportunity to do things that I haven't done. I used to really like like artsy stuff at school, so kind of started like painting a bit more, reading a bit more, especially because it was really nice and sunny actually in lockdown. I feel like I spent a lot of time like outside with a book or cooking. I mean, like everybody else, made a few cheeky wee banana breads, few batches of scones, stuff like that. So yeah, kind of just painting, like sewing, obviously. I started cycling. But that's just a story for another day. Um, no, Charlotte, you have to do it. <laughs> guys, it's really embarrassing. I actually started cycling on my mum's bike. My mum got a bike for her 40th. I think it's been used about three times. Sorry, mum. My mum actually listens to our podcast. She'll be offended that I've said that. Um, but yeah, she's used it about three times. And it has a basket on the front of it. I don't know if I ever told you that. I had to remove the basket because I looked like driving with Daisy. It wasn't cool. But I basically, <laughs> one day went for a cycle. Um, and I, guys, I live on a bit of a hill. When I say a hill, it's not really a hill, but like a little bit. Went approximately two meters down my street, fell into a pothole head first. You weren't even cycling. You were like going so slow. <laughs> I was going really slowly. I'd literally just come out the house. I was going probably approximately three miles per hour, just going down the road and then completely decked myself over the front of my handlebars, fell into a pothole, fucked my hand up. I basically got loads of gravel and grit stuck in my hand, had to go to A&E. Anyway, this was last May. It's now a year later and last week. I had to go and get a piece of stone removed from my hand because it started swelling up. And this was 11 months after. And it's safe to say I've not been on my bike since because I'm now petrified of the roads. Um, she literally has had an eyeball, a gooey eyeball, just exploding <laughs> from her hand. <laughs> That's so disgusting. A gooey eyeball. Do you know what? I actually always think people are going to feel sorry for me when I tell them this story. And then I show them the picture of my hand and everyone's like, ooh, that's rank. And then I'm like, oh, that's a bit sad. Then. I like to show people it like it's like a... Oh, yeah. An <laughs> I like to show people it. It's, it's my co- I actually call it my COVID scar. That's what I call it. It's actually looking so much better right now. But I did feel bad because before this, Antonia, I basically had a massive bandage on and Antonia had to do all the editing and all the work for this podcast. So big shout out to Antonia, am I right? <laughs> anyway, sorry, what what have you enjoyed? Um, I enjoyed cycling too. Um, I actually did fall off about three times. but Can I just so say, I'm going to interrupt here. I've told Antonia to wear a helmet for about six months she didn't wear one and she was getting in big trouble for me because she kept falling off her bike but you know she didn't have to have a hand operation so I'm the real loser yeah exactly and when I fell off the second time I was like okay maybe I'll have an accident and now I wear a helmet okay I've decided that it's cool of course it's cool safety is cool safety is I'm cool, cool. Helmets, are cool. <laughs> helmets are cool yeah. do you know what else um, is cool cycling gloves okay are you saying that because I wear them? Oh, no, I no, wear them. Dick. I wear them. It's <laughs> like, is that a dick? <laughs> I've got dermatitis. <laughs> I definitely enjoyed um, cooking as well. I felt like I was taking the time to do a bit more kind of adventurous things, a few pies, a few tarts, a little bit of bread. Um, I feel like I was like enjoying it more rather than finding it like, okay, I need to make this meal within like 40 minutes or something like yeah. that. So I definitely got a lot of that. Um, 
and reading as well definitely here for the audible the audible on the walks the podcast oh guys the walk. we can't rec- recommend audible enough we both i mean antonia is much better i get halfway through a book get bored and then stick on a new one but audible's so good for if you're going for like a walk or if you've got like a long journey or anything stick on a book it's such a or a podcast don't stick on a book stick on a podcast stick on our podcast <laughs> um but yeah no I feel like I was pretty relaxed during lockdown I feel like I got quite a lot out of it I definitely think I've begun to appreciate the smaller things as cheesy as it sounds whether it's a walk along the beach or good food or a good film um so I think that's something that I want to kind of continue as we come out of lockdown um I also really enjoyed that there was no pressure to do things I feel like we've never had a time in our life when we've just been able to just make our completely own routines for ourselves. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like it actually was quite good to take time for yourself. I'm definitely one. I'm really horrific at spending time by myself. Like, I just love being, like, around people. And I think having the opportunity to kind of do exactly what I wanted to do and make my own routine, I actually ended up really enjoying spending time by myself. And I feel like that's something that I'll probably definitely want to, like, implement in the future is just like making time for me you know making time for number one no I'm just joking but um yeah I definitely think I enjoyed that as well I actually read this thing that said 47% of adults said that parts of their life have changed for the better um during lockdown which I thought was really interesting most people said the best thing was saving time on the commute to work spending more time with loved ones and doing the things that they wanted to do which is obviously what we basically just said I also find it funny because I actually feel like I saw some of my family members more like over lockdown which I know makes no sense but you know how in that phase when everyone was just obsessed with doing zoom quizzes and we had like one a week with like uni people one a week with like my friends from school and like one a week with like family members who I literally would probably usually see like once a year like people from Australia like my family like down south and it was actually so nice like I feel like we almost got closer in like a really weird kind of technological way I don't know did you end up kind of you I mean you did loads of zoom quizzes and stuff yeah we did loads of zooms as well I think it definitely made you make more effort with people that you sometimes would it not just because you don't want to but just because you just don't have that kind of extra time yeah. um and then obviously during lockdown you know that everybody else is having a hard time so I feel like everyone was reaching out a little bit more I watched chat a little bit more and check in and I think that was just that was really nice yeah was um really nice. although I am so over the zooms so <laughs> I am not sad to see those go is that like the biggest thing you think you're not going to be sad to see go Yes, I literally cannot wait to see the back of Zoom. I I hate it. I know we're on it right now, but this is this is needs must. This is needs but like must. uni Zoom hated it. Actually, just gave me the fear. The quizzes they were fun at the beginning. Then I felt like they were a little bit like forced fun. So I am definitely glad to see the end of those. Or do you think that you're not gonna miss? Um. Oh, I don't know. That's a hard question. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to miss loads of stuff, but probably just hugging people and just being close to people. I know it'll probably still be a little while yet before we're actually allowed to do any of that stuff. But yeah, I would say just being in close contact with your friends and family and just giving people a big hug. I feel like that's such a nice thing when you greet people and then now it's just awkward and you stand apart and you kind of like just look at each other and you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't like that. So I'll definitely be looking forward to hugging everyone just everyone that I meet in the streets um yeah probably that 
Um, I was also having a wee look at the lockdown trends because I always find those really interesting. Um, and it's an article from Think with Google and it was looking at what people were doing during lockdown. And obviously we were saying that we were enjoying cooking more, but apparently so was everyone else. Um, so there were searches for espresso martini, whipped coffee, Yorkshire pudding, how to make McDonald's chicken nuggets all spiked insanely. Do you remember that whipped, whipped coffee thing? I made one of those and it was actually quite tasty, but it was a bit of an effort. I remember you sending it to me and I was like, oh, I've been seeing everyone on TikTok doing it. Everyone like, I need to do it too. And no joke, it took me like three attempts and I still didn't get it. I was literally like sweating in the kitchen, whisking, whisking for so long. I was like, I need to get a slip coffee. Like everyone's doing a slip coffee, sweating, so angry, hated it, couldn't do it. It's so funny. I actually do remember you sending me a text, but like, I can't do it. And I was like, you literally just whip it. What the fuck are you doing wrong? <laughs> it's too funny. Um, but yeah and also searches for comfort food um definitely took a hit at the expense of healthy eating trends with a drop in searches for gluten-free vegan and vegetarian no one was interested in that um however as we're coming out of lockdown we're seeing a rise in searches for how to lose belly fat chloe ting's two-week shred um as everyone is obviously trying to lose those lockdown pounds Do you know what this is um, really embarrassing See, when I was younger, I used to Google how to get a six-pack in two weeks, and I used to just decide that I would be able to get a six-pack in two weeks. I literally was like a little chubster, and I was like, I can get a six-pack in two weeks. Why, why was that? Like, do you know what? It, Google came up with things as well. Like, why? why yeah, does there it... is stuff. I've definitely Ridiculous. searched that as well. Ridiculous. Um, and obviously a lot of people were trying to exercise more even though the, the eating was taking a bit of a knock um, so there's rising searches for yoga mats dumbbell sets obviously they sold out mentally quick um, and Joe Wicks P class and then after that closely followed were a rise in searches for lower back pain and knee pain That's I wonder what knows with that <laughs> nobody knows how to actually use anything just buys everything because it's there <laughs> literally um also the last one that i'm going to say is that people are obviously investing more in like their homes and um self-care and things and there was um like spikes in home packet skincare routine and also in pink hair dye that was so popular and i felt like a lot of people dyed their hair in lockdown because no one was going to see you so if you looked rubbish it was fine but actually so many people looked class with pink hair i was actually quite jealous if you had pink hair then you rocked it (laughs) <laughs> I also felt that way about getting my bangs cut because I was like, if it goes badly, no one will need to see me. You know, six months later, I'm still wearing my hair in Kirby grips every single day. Like <laughs> and Sonia got bangs yes. ages ago. And bless her, I always forget that she even has them because she wears them in clips like every day because <laughs> she doesn't really like They're them. They're so bad. She cut them the wrong way, short to long. Who wants that? <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Well, lockdown haircuts, am I right? Exactly. So we also wanted to discuss how we were feeling coming out of lockdown and discuss maybe some of the anxieties that we were feeling about it. Because obviously it is really exciting that things are looking up and there is a plan to get us back to some normality. But I think that people are also experiencing, as I said, a lot of anxiety and stress surrounding the thought of going back to normal. And we were saying that we think it's important that we speak openly about these so that people know that it's not just them that feels like this and that it is totally okay and normal to feel emotions other than excitement. Yeah, definitely. I actually read a blog post from Anxiety UK um, just while me and Antonia were kind of discussing this. And they took a survey of 900 people 
And out of those, 37% said that normal life couldn't come quick enough. But equally, 36% said that they were quite happy to kind of stay at home. And I think that just really re-emphasizes the point that not everybody is absolutely buzzing to get back out there. Um, And obviously, like, it's a double-edged sword. Like, we are excited to get back but there is some things that I do feel like a bit uneasy about and I think one of the things that me and Antonia discussed a few times was kind of like friends and like seeing your friends in like big groups and everything again and one thing that we discussed a lot kind of during Covid and coming out of Covid is feeling like you're a bit boring (laughs) that sounds so stupid but because it's been a year of doing nothing I feel like whenever somebody asks me oh what have you been up to my answer is usually like oh I've been like at uni I've been in the flat and um, sometimes I go for a walk like you just don't really feel like you have anything interesting to speak about like nobody's really been on holiday or just like had any really new fun experiences and I think that's like something that's definitely like ingrained in me is like just feeling like when I chat to people that maybe they won't want to have an in-depth conversation with me because I just feel like I might have nothing to say do you know what I mean Antonia I know you've kind of been feeling like that as well yeah Totally. I kind of just thought it was a me thing until we had a conversation about it back in Glasgow. Um, but when I've been calling friends, I feel like I come off quite um, nervous after the call and look a bit uneasy because I just feel like I didn't really contribute anything. And when there's not that much to talk about, it's harder to kind of feel like that. I don't know, it sounds a bit weird, but like that connection, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you have something to like bond over or laugh about or whatever. And then I feel like I end up overthinking it and be thinking like, oh, our relationships changed, like lockdowns brought us really far apart. Um, we're not the same as we used to be, like the chat's not as easy going or whatever. But I think after having that conversation with you, um, it is just kind of a side effect of there being nothing going on. And I think that a lot of people probably feel the same. And, like, they'll probably be feeling the same on the other end of the call. And it is just the times, and I think that it's something that we need to not um, overthink. Like, I was reading this article on the BBC, and it was asking for people's opinions, and the article is called Post-Lockdown Anxiety, Not Everyone Is Excited About Restrictions Easing. Um, And it was a 22-year-old girl who had written in and said that the thought of lockdown easing has massively affected her mental health for the worst. She has been experiencing anxiety attacks and sleepless nights unlike ever before. Um, She says she is, of course, so worried about catching the virus and losing a loved one, but social situations create a different kind of panic in her mind that have never been as apparent before. Um, And a doctor replies to her, her statement. She says, there are many reasons that are causing anxiety around the easing of restrictions, including job loss, fear of transmitting the virus and the evolution of our friendships. Um, and the girl continues on to say that she barely kept in contact with any friends or family during the lockdown and she's worried that they hate her now. And then she says at the end, do I even have any friends anymore? Will everyone notice all the weight I gained and my terrible hair dye? I feel like that's just really relatable to so many people because you haven't seen people in a year. Like, you're definitely going to look different and you're probably going to feel a little bit self-conscious about something. Um, and you might feel like your relationships have changed or whatever. So I think it is going to take a wee bit of adjusting and that is totally fine. I think we just all need to go at our own pace. Yeah, and also like what you said about that girl kind of feeling that she was really bad at keeping up with people and kind of felt like everyone hated her. I feel like me and you've also had a discussion about this. During lockdown and kind of just now, like I've gotten really, really bad with replying to people's texts. And I don't know what it is. It's just almost like when you end up with like loads of messages, it's almost like you just feel really overwhelmed or sometimes it almost, not like I don't like replying to my friends, I love my friends, but like you kind of feel like you don't really want to have to reply to a message again with the same kind of, I've not really been doing anything 
what have you been doing again kind of linking it back to just feeling boring and I just feel like I've been definitely a culprit of being really bad at keeping up with people's messages and I just feel like coming out of lockdown people might think oh I just don't make an effort and it's not that it's just that it's almost making me feel a bit anxious having to reply to those messages which sounds like ridiculous because I love speaking to people but I don't know I feel like maybe that's something that other people have felt like as well yeah I feel like it's kind of come at the same time as lockdown has like I've never felt stressed having to reply to text or anything before so I don't know if it's just like a lack of social interaction which has played into it um but I definitely feel the same like if there's a few messages a few build up I just feel like I just can't reply to any of them and as you say it's not that you don't want to it's just that during lockdown it just felt like a lot I don't know why but it just did yeah I completely agree it really did and obviously we weren't really planning on going too much into this but COVID has had a big impact on people's romantic relationships as well Um, divorce applications and breakups have skyrocketed across the UK and around the world. Um, A leading British law firm, Stewart's, lodged an 122% increase in inquiries between July and October compared with the same period last year, which is literally just obviously crazy. (laughs) What's also been different is a significant increase in the number of women initiating divorce, with 76% of new cases coming from female clients compared with 60% a year ago. This trend ties in with findings of numerous studies of working parents' lives during COVID, which has suggested that a disproportionate share of housework and childcare is still falling on women, despite men also working from home, um, which obviously we just thought was quite an interesting wee piece of knowledge. Yeah, I actually love that. Obviously, it is really sad that more people are getting divorced, but I like that women are responding to the fact that men are, you know, doing their part (laughs) oh yeah definitely we basically just wanted to add that in to kind of just emphasize that a lot of relationships have changed or have taken a bit of hit over covid and just to remind you that it's really important to communicate usually more often than not the other person will be feeling exactly the same as you and it's definitely better to kind of get things off your chest and speak about them exactly um, I think kind of leading on from that, um, we need to think about the fact that everybody also has different comfortable levels with the rules changing. Like some people are more COVID anxious than others. Um, and I think that with everything opening up, there's kind of a pressure to just be like, OK, with going to bars and OK, with meeting up with people. And if you're not, I think that it almost feels quite hard to say no. Yeah, I totally agree with that. There was actually a time for me during lockdown where all the Black Lives Matter protests were going on in Edinburgh um, and I really wanted to go so I kind of had a chat with my parents and they weren't really comfortable with me going just because of everything COVID um, and obviously we all supported the cause but like ultimately I lived under their roof was kind of under their rules so I kind of made the decision not to go which I still kind of regret to an extent but you kind of just have to realise that people aren't going to all feel the same about restrictions easing and some people still do feel uneasy. Um, I was actually reading a paper from the BBC the other day that said that 30% of people are anxious about busy places and COVID germs generally, specifically on public transport. Um, and I think you just have to remember that people are moving at their own pace coming out of lockdown and yeah, just that we need to respect that basically. Yeah, definitely. And I think another thing that me and you have both discussed, which has been making us feel a little bit anxious, is the fact that our lifestyles will be changing um, as things go back to normal. I feel like we've both kind of got into 
walking so much more, getting our 10,000 steps. And um, we've already said at the beginning, the kind of hobbies that we've picked up, things that we've enjoyed doing. Um, and as you kind of start moving back into normality, I feel like your time just whittles away so much more. And I also feel like I just don't have the energy to do them anymore. So like, even if I have an hour in the evening, like I don't necessarily want to like, go for a walk yeah I totally know what you mean I kind of I felt like that even since I got home if I have an hour in the evening I'd much rather like watch an episode of tv yes and like obviously that's fine but I just think that it would be so sad to leave the things that we have started enjoying and I feel like it's really important and we should kind of try and take them forward almost into our new routine as well yeah for sure I feel like that's what Andrea was saying we both really enjoyed walking like we were obsessed with doing our 10,000 steps every single day and even since I got back from uni I honestly have done about 2,000 steps a day and I feel like a couch potato and it's horrible (laughs) and I just feel like if you can keep the routine that you had in covid and mix it together with the routine that you like want to have post lockdown then i think that that's a really good thing to try and incorporate because i just think it made me feel so much better during yeah, the pandemic 100 percent. so on the back of that we kind of wanted to discuss a few ways that we can deal with the anxieties and worries that we might be feeling coming out of lockdown um so firstly we kind of just wanted to highlight that we don't actually have to do too much just because we can I think trying to fit in too much can definitely be overwhelming especially when we've been used to doing so little um and doing too much can definitely lead to social burnout I think that we need to realize that we need time to adjust the changes and acknowledge that that's okay and that people will adjust at different speeds um and as we were saying it is super important that you still set time aside for yourself um for self-care and doing the things that you love um, and we also just kind of wanted to say that it is so okay to say no to plans just because we've been through a pandemic it doesn't mean that we have a duty to say yes to every plan that is suggested um, I think that there was kind of like that culture on Twitter at one point of like I am never going to say no to any plans ever like I'll be at like your granda's birthday all that kind of thing oh which God, is obviously so... so funny and at the time that's so what we were feeling but I think that um, obviously in reality, that's just not the case. And I think if you have been enjoying more time on your own, then keep to that for sure. Yeah, definitely. And another one we kind of just wanted to touch on was plan to do things that you love. A simple way to kind of help relieve heightened levels of anxiety is to plan ahead, make a list of the simple pleasures you want to do again, maybe friends you want to visit, places you want to travel to, things you want to see, or restaurants you want to dine at. I know myself, I've already literally written a list of all the places that I want to go to um, and you obviously don't have to you know go to 10 restaurants a week you could literally plan to do like one a week um, and just like meet up with a friend and like just enjoy the time that you have out of lockdown like Antonia said don't put too much on your plate and do all this random stuff that you don't even want to do definitely plan to do things that you actually like doing and I'm sure that will lessen your levels of anxiety post-covid absolutely And if you are feeling anxious, remember, you can totally speak to your friends and your family. They will probably be feeling exactly the same way. I feel like people put on a bit of a front about being super excited about these things and they probably are feeling exactly the same anxieties as you are. Um, And I think that speaking to someone about it obviously definitely reassures you and helps to alleviate the anxieties you might have. And also remember that you can speak to professionals about your worries if you don't feel comfortable speaking to someone close to you. Um, And we will definitely put up some links and numbers on our Instagram page of places where you can find some help too. If you don't already follow us on Instagram, then follow us at muddlingthrough underscore woo. 
So that takes us to the next segment of our podcast where we discuss the things that we have been loving. And we both actually have chosen apps this week. Um, So mine is actually Pinterest. Anybody who knows me knows I'm an absolute Pinterest fanatic. I think it's just amazing. Um, And I know quite a lot of people that have made mood boards on Pinterest. And I think it's a really good way of kind of collecting stuff that you want to do, maybe putting it in a folder, maybe places you want to visit, restaurants you want to go to, holidays you want to go on. And it just makes you look forward to stuff and I just feel like it's something that has really helped me in the past so I would say Pinterest is my one this week Antonia love that definitely a good motivator um yeah so mine is a little bit boring but I do feel like it's helped me a lot but the Nike Run app I was using that during Covid when I was trying to run a bit more and I feel like coming out of Covid it's also proved very useful because I can get exceptionally lazy but you can add your friends and your family and do these competitions. So I often do them with my sisters and my cousin and we'll try to set a challenge. So a certain number of kilometers in a month and you can see how many they've run and how many you've run. So if you're competitive, like I am, (laughs) then it is a really good motivator to keep you going. So that's what I have been using to get myself up and out. So definitely recommend that one. That sounds wonderful. I personally don't like running. So if you don't like running, that's okay. But if you do get the night run up, because it sounds class. Um, And that takes us to the end of our podcast, guys. We have one last thing, and that is our cheesy quote of the week. And this week's quote is, I can't change the direction of the wind, but I can adjust my sails to always reach my destination. Love that. Um, so if you have made it this far thank you so much and thank you if you are a return listener as well we appreciate that so much Um, this was exceptionally stressful Charlotte cried mid um, (laughs) I'm sorry it's so hard recording over zoom my wi-fi has crashed twice and I was having a nightmare I don't I don't want to record over zoom again I actually was saying now the travel bans listed we were just having a conversation a minute ago and I was like Antonia I'm driving up to your house just to record podcast episode because I can't deal with this stress ever again. I hate technology. Exactly. So there have been tears for this podcast episode. So I hope that it has been worth it and you guys have enjoyed it. And hopefully we will see you next week. Woohoo!